Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even the Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City with you. Rewatch their way through Sex and the City with you. And just like that, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. Today, we have, we're rewatching and we're also re guesting with one of our favorite guests ever. <laughs> the best Please guest welcome, ever. the best guest ever. Please welcome Shanae Alexander. What up, what up? Welcome back. Yes. Thank you. You were I'm literally, honored. you were our sixth, you were our sixth episode ever. I think first guest ever. First guest ever. You were our first guest ever. When we were out, Thinking about doing the podcast, we're like, we're like, who are a few people we could have? You were the first person that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. That yeah. made me that that makes me so proud. I felt honored to be the first guest, and now I feel honored to be re-guested. Also, the crazy thing is, is it was in this very room. Yeah, that is, and nuts. this is the first time we have been back in the studio in a year and yeah. a half all together. I feel like we're like, I'm like, we're like weirdly breaking virginities in this room over and over <laughs> yeah, and totally. i feel really great about it yeah mm-hmm. me too me it too. hurts a little bit but it but it also feels good yeah yeah <laughs> it doesn't hurt um shanae uh yeah i think it, when we were first coming up with the idea we just we thought about all of the different um like w- women friends that we have that mm-hmm. have like cool jobs and do cool things and we're like this is this is going to be so easy and now we've seen we've met so many people and now we're re-watching it do you remember? So, what episode did we watch last time? She Season did, one. I looked it up. We did, it was we did the, the, the bus, the bus episode ah, where Carrie gets her yes. bus. I mean, how, I didn't even have to like look that up. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah, That's awesome. It was, secret, it was Secret Sex. It was yeah. the secret bus, sex. but it was also um, Mike Singer and the Cheese Shop Lady. Oh, yes. yeah. Which she was amazing. And we yeah. had her on our live show yeah. that you were yes. also on. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Look at all Third this time. On. I mean, you guys are. No not way. at all. Never. No, we're very no, happy. It is. It's one of the best things. It's difficult sometimes when we have a guest and it it's like stunts the conversation mm-hmm. in a way that you're like, oh yes, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. And then there are some people that we don't know that it's just like sparks and magic. But I think the response from our episodes of guests of people that we're friends with, yeah, yeah. people are like that episode was amazing and yeah. it's like well we kind of we kind of do this with the mics off with these people so yeah. that's why it's like got the chemistry we, we got do. the chems i also mm-hmm. really had a joke i wanted to use when you said that about the illusionist duo we had on sparks and magic sparks <laughs> and magic sparks and magic they were they were from las vegas 
they they were they were the opening act for Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> They were amazing. All right, sorry. That joke's dead. No, keep going. What kind of outfits do you think Sparks and Magic wear? I had sparkles. Tons of sequins. Unitards. Yeah. Also, one of them, it was it was, it was was a unitard. It was sequins, and it was all flames. That was Sparks. Oh. And they could do that. It'd be like, the sex is so, the sex is like magic, but then you see these outfits. What if, what if Samantha breaks up the with sparks. the guy when she sees his job? She's like, oh, I can't date a musician. <laughs> <laughs> or not I'm a, 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 a magician, a magician. Like, but I make mu- I make music with my card tricks. <laughs> yeah, um, I could totally see Sparks and Magic being in Sex and the City from the fame from the famed do magician duo Sparks, Sparks and, Magic. and Magic. Yeah, <laughs> who would fuck Sparks Samantha. and Magic? Samantha, Samantha yeah. both at the same time. Sure. She'd be yeah. like, I bet I can show you how to make that ding dong disappear. <laughs> Then, it, you're gonna pull a, you might pull a rabbit out of your hat. Wait, what? <laughs> and when, he, when he finishes, he's like, oh! And she's like, ta-da. <laughs> he pulled a rabbit out of his hat, so I pulled a pussy out of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I got to read Samantha for you guys, and I've never felt more honored. I know. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Uh-huh. It was so, great. Do you still consider yourself a Samantha? Yeah, I think so. Actually, I think I think I'm like reforming into a Miranda. Really? Yeah. And as you watch back, like I've watched back during COVID, some mm-hmm. Sex and City episodes. When you watch back, you're like, Miranda's kind of the best. Mm. Yeah, I think absolutely. she's she's like, I mean, Samantha's great. Yeah. For like, she's like, I mean, you can't beat a one liner from Samantha. Right. But Miranda's actually like the, the most stable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is the I. It, she buys an apartment earliest of all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has a kid. The first mm-hmm. of all, she yep. does, she does go, she, she makes, makes partner. partner. She does hit all bit. She hits a lot of big life decisions. Mm-hmm. All, yeah. all of them are hitting big she life eats, decisions. She eats trash out, or food out of the trash. She first. eats garbage cake. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. I mean, she orders delivery like a New Yorker. Yeah. yeah. She's the most reasonable out of all. Mm-hmm. New- That's like, true. I mean, no one wants to be a carry. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't like Carrie. No, I know. No, I mean, I'm, I'm pro Carrie. This John's pro, uh, John was very I was really. Anti, I was very hard on Carrie the first time through, and um, got a lot of messages about it. So I'm going to be very pro. I'm going to choose to be pro Carrie okay, this time okay. through. You're yeah. you're you're choosing to try to understand her as a character rather than cast a little yeah, more. Which judgment. is a very anti Carrie thing for me to do. To yeah. try to understand another person. Yeah, but. Right. <laughs> we're like we're all like we don't fuck with Charlotte, right? Oh, I no. do. Uh, Kevin is oh, a yeah. giant Charlotte oh, I, fan. I forgot you're like in love with Charlotte. Though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kristen, well, whenever Kristen Davis messages our Instagram, I, I'm just like, I wonder what our life could be like. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that we had said with Charlotte that I feel like we learned is that Charlotte had this like this like kind of princess version of life mm-hmm. where it's like, I want to get married to the perfect guy. I want to have mm-hmm. the perfect house. I want to mm-hmm. live in a castle. And she did achieve what she thought was that. And then it all fell apart. Right. And she was sort of forced to go on this journey again. Right. And then with a guy that she didn't think she would have married. Mm-hmm. And then she adopted. So we do say that one thing about Charlotte is that she does kind of have this like, she does kind of have this hero's journey. I know. I was like, just thinking that. It's totally trying to, Joseph I was like, Campbell hero's journey. Like, it's like, uh, hero's journey. you get what you want. It falls apart and you have to rebuild. And she's still very Charlotte about mm-hmm. certain things, like in like the, what you imagine Charlotte to be. But I do feel like she goes through more than just like the archetype of Charlotte, like what you would think. Yeah. She, she I, is a little more of a complete character. I, I also mix up uh, just like you do with TV. Like if you meet certain characters, be like, I'm not, 
<laughs> like I'm not this person. You know, Jennifer Aniston is not Rachel. She's an right, and right, so right. with that, like <clears throat> I look at Kristen Davis. She's just the person I'm most attracted to. Are you bringing <laughs> up the DMs again? <laughs> and this is not a humble Every brag. Time. This is a brag brag. Uh, she DMs us sometimes. No, um, <laughs> no. It, there's something about her her type, but it's funny that. Um, there was somebody that was on that was like, one of our guests was just like, yeah, you guys wouldn't be a good match. And I was like, oh, thanks. Oh, it, was, it was Lindsay Metzler from We oh. Met at Acme. And, oh, we yeah, were, yeah. and we were talking about, she was like, who would you guys want to end up with? And Kevin and I both said Charlotte. And then she was just like, you know, I was like, do you think we'd be a good fit for Charlotte? And she just goes, no, you guys would both disappoint Charlotte very much. I think John would. She was, yeah. like, she was, like, I, she was like, I think, I think John would be a good match for Charlotte. I, so, so I will funny. say, I I think you do have Shanae a similarity to Samantha that we didn't really know the first time watching it that I want to talk about now Ooh. and that is what I think is the most honorable trait in Samantha and is that is her how loyal she is she mm -hmm. is like so she is. like tenaciously loyal and defensive of her friends yes with no judgment whatsoever mm -hmm. and like that is like like if you take away some of the superficial things about Samantha, that is a trait. I've known Shanae for 15 years now. And like, that is something that you have in spades. Like you are the most loyal person. You are someone that your friends can come to. There will never be any judgment. And so like that, that was a really great thing about Samantha that we got yeah. to see and learn. Cause so many people do think of her just as like the one liners or the one who has, she a, is the a bunch friend of sex. that you want. Yes. Because number one, she's, she will, Slash your boyfriend's tires if he cheats on you. Uh, yeah. Um, but also she will she's always gonna tell you the truth, mm -hmm. which to me in a friend, I love I yeah, love yeah. a truth teller. Yeah. I'm often the truth teller that people come to yeah. and are like, no bullshit, just tell me what. I love that she can kind of like cross any group and just like hang. Mm -hmm. Love that about her. But also I feel like she was actually the most progressive character mm -hmm. from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, she was kind of unapologetically herself. And you're actually seeing that be more of like how women feel about themselves now. Mm -hmm. But she was doing it and it was kind of like tongue in cheek at the time. Right. And yeah. now it's like, right. no, that should be the standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, the the whole sexual element to her is obviously what, get play, what gets played up. But when you see her, it doesn't stem from a fact that's like, oh, I'm so horny all the time. It's It stems from her being like, I know what I want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, she's I'm like, I'm liberated I'm as hell. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and she's like, and I think that that's just not what we expected when you right. just hear before you see the whole show, yeah. you, you know, you, you know, the one liners, you know, the stuff and then you watch it and you're like, oh yeah. Like if, if, if you need somebody to call, like oh, totally. that's, that's who you call. But yeah. you always, as, as people, you always want the friend who you know, will equally bring the most fun, mm -hmm. but will also be there when you're at your least fun moment. Yeah. And, yeah. and the balance of that person mm -hmm. of like being able to elevate a situation, but then also like meet you where you are mm -hmm. is like, I mean, that's what we all want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a question. You're like, basically this show's 20 years old, more than 20 years old now. Um, and we're, you're live in New York. You're like a, I don't know, you're in Instagram personality. You've talked to people about sex and dating and all this stuff. So it's like television is not necessarily where the conversation happens culturally right. anymore. What is it like kind of being a forward facing mm. New Yorker? 
I mean, you're kind of like, if they were rewriting it, you could be, your life could be one of the girls that it's right. like, this person's uh, started their Instagram. Now they do this, now they do this. Mm-hmm. And that's your life. Um, I guess, what is that like being that now and with your podcast, Press Send Podcast, go listen. We were just on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then talking to, basically it's like, what's the landscape like around New York and amongst the conversation now? And what's it like being part of that? It's like a grand question. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm like reevaluating my whole life with that question. Um, <laughs> Good job. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I gotta go cry in the corner. What is it like? Um, no, you know what is awesome is I feel like we're still asking the same questions, but we have a lot more like data and 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 progress and confidence when mm. we ask them. And so that's what I find whenever I kind of rewatch Sex in the City is I'm like, man, we have come so far. Our base level questions are still the same. Like, can we be loved? Mm. Can we find connection? Are we enough? You know, how do we how do we like meet like people and not just, you know, significant others, but how do we meet friends, coworkers, whatever, where they are? And I think that those age old questions never kind of die, but the way that we meet them does. And so it's been really interesting, actually, like having you know, my life kind of revolves around giving people advice mm-hmm. and as particularly around relationships and love and sex and all of that. But it, it's coming from a place of a little bit more like gutsiness and a little bit more confidence and a little bit more ownership in how people want their lives to run. And I mean, I remember watching the show for the first time when it was on and the difference of like how women see themselves mm-hmm is miraculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the questions that we ask now might be rooted in the same, like, thoughts, but they're coming from a totally different perspective. And I love that. And I also think what is really interesting is that men around me are asking those same questions and mm-hmm. they feel more able to ask them. So I think, yes, there's been, like, a progression with women, but there's also been a progression with yeah. men. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really interesting to see is, like, is, like, are those kind of carried questions being asked by my male friends? Mm. You know, I think there's a lot more introspection. And I love that's one of the things I love about the show the most is that Carrie voice, that Carrie writing voice mm-hmm. is the voice that we all feel inside. But now I feel like we feel more at liberty to say it out loud. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think it, the Carrie writing voice that always has the question, yeah. you know, that are that are like the great questions of love and sex. And I'm like, it's crazy how much that's disseminated into, we just did your podcast and you get questions. And it's like, you're being Carrie Bradshaw and then we're answering and we're doing like a live podcast column. And none of that existed. Instagram no. questions yeah. and followers, like this all happened in a room and all the writers would have to write those down based on what they were hearing at a restaurant right. from a friend who dated a guy mm-hmm. who, you know, she woke up, there's hot sauce in his bed. Cool. Let's write it. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, so it is, it is just sort of weird finding ourselves in a place where you're like, oh, that's like kind of the conversation's happening in a different place than it was. Totally. And it, it, it feels like, you know, I'm going to say back then, but it wasn't that long ago, but back <laughs> then it was like, it was like, um, you remember that game, like operator, like mm-hmm. you whisper something yeah. into the yeah, next yeah. person's ear. Like that's how it felt. Mm-hmm. Now it's like we all have megaphones mm-hmm. and we're allowed to yes. like share experiences yeah. out loud with people. And so what's funny is like even the concept of ghosting, that's like a huge thing on my podcast that people ask about, like ghosting. Sex and City was all about, there's a lot of ghosting. It wasn't called ghosting there. Right. Yeah. I mean, breaking up on a post-it. Like these are ghosting things. We didn't have a name for it then, but 
so many people have gone through those experiences, but they weren't able to share them with a larger group of people than just their friends. Mm -hmm. And now with social media and Instagram and TikTok and however you get your podcasts or whatever, I feel like we're able to kind of bounce our stories across other people. Mm -hmm. And that leads to a sense of like normalcy. Mm -hmm. And New York actually seems like less messed up. Because I feel like we were carrying around all these experiences with ourselves and we were thinking that we were unique in those experiences. And now we can be like, yeah, those experiences were significant, but they weren't necessarily special. Yeah. 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 Who, who, which one of the four main girls would have been best at Instagram? And is there a, is there a clear winner? Is there is there one that's in last place? I definitely feel like. You know what? I feel like Miranda wouldn't have been bothered. Charlotte probably would have done well to sell things because she's got mm. a very like. She seems like Pinterest. Almost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's got a fan base. Mm. It's mostly like Charleston. Mm. You know? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Like, she's so one of like, I know a lot of like Instagrammers that are like based in like the South and it's all like them posing next to like you know, lilac bushes mm -hmm. and they're wearing like perfect things and they, they move that money. They mm -hmm. move that money. Mm -hmm. um, Carrie probably would have been the most interesting because of her look, but also she really, she does the main thing of Instagram, which engagement is rooted in. And they always tell you this when you do social media, ask a question at the end of your post to get people to comment. Mm -hmm. So Carrie is asking those yeah. Open-ended questions right. for people to comment. But unfortunately, when the show aired, we could just comment in our head mm -hmm. versus in a comment section. So Carrie would actually probably, probably be the most successful. But Samantha would definitely be the most fun because you'd be on her close friend story. And, you know, it'd be just absolute it'd be debauchery. Just it'd yes. Be yes. And, you know, she'd like show you her vagina like twice a week, <laughs> you know? We'd get in trouble. We'd get in trouble for. Did you just fucking like Samantha's? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> picture. I'm like, I she's an interesting person to follow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So she's she's a loyal friend. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie yeah. would be great for engagement, though. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, we were watching season two, episode five. five four, four women and a funeral. Four women and a funeral. Let's watch this episode. And we'll come back. If, if we'll you chat about it. If you haven't watched it, if you're not going to watch it, Pause Katie it. will tell you what it's about. That's right. Pause the pod. Or listen to the pod. Yeah. Or pause it and go watch it. it. Either yeah. way. Whatever you want to do. We'll come back in a second. Or subscribe to the pod and rate it five stars on iTunes. Subscribe. And never rate never it listen five. to another episode. Whatever you You can turn it off after you do that. <laughs> do, do it as Sinead's too. Go to press then, rate yeah. that five stars, and then, yeah, whatever. Then go to the Apple store and do the same with sure. all the phones, um, and then we're good. Yeah, there you that go. That was the Kevin Doyle method. I, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Right. First started. Dude, next time someone's like i should start a podcast i is it easy to get the word out there i'm like no you just have to go into the apple store write it five stars and do hilariously embarrassing things to get the word out yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is we've, we actually only have three real ratings Rate the rest of her just kevin, kevin the apple no, what happened we got up to 100 that way and then they deleted all of them by the time we got to because like they disappear after a while once apple's like we can tell what you're doing we know exactly, but, yeah. um, but all right thank you we're gonna go watch it Bye. Bye. Episode 17. Four women and a funeral. Carrie starts seeing Mr. Big again. Miranda buys her own apartment on the Upper West Side. And Charlotte meets a recent widower at a cemetery. Samantha's actions with a married man get her into trouble with the New York High Society Ladies Who Lunch. And only a Titanic-sized star can help her out. And now, 
back to the boys. Welcome back, everyone. It's a good one. That was a great one. Four women and a funeral. Have have all right. Top top question. Has anyone in here ever picked someone up at a funeral? Because it happens in shows. It happened in old school. I have a, a really embarrassing story that yes. I have to tell you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, I really actually did not prep this story for now, but I'm really happy it just jogged, just came right into the brain right when you need it. So um, I've only been to like three funerals in my life. It's my first one ever. I was probably like, mm, probably like 12. Um, it was my grandfather my great-grandfather's funeral okay Mm. and i kissed innocently a british boy that was at the funeral and then it turned out to be a relative oh that's awesome so that's my funeral story story. invite me to your funerals people (laughs) we got a regular you're invited to my funeral i'm such a funeral slut it's amazing (laughs) but like he was british so you kind of like get it Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. get why yeah, would totally. he, just, he just walked up you know, and was like kind of sad in it <laughs> and you're like hello oh, uh, uh, a, bit, yeah. a bit tragic what just happened huh? yeah so um <laughs> well yeah this is you gotta respect this dude's game for sure yeah man yeah he's he's chaz from old school i'm sure we talked about that <laughs> yeah yeah mom meatloaf i um, will i will say another thing about um since we're talking about like, I mean, obviously funerals, graveyards, all of that. Mm-hmm. Another story for you. I I wanted to connect with my grandmother. She's she just turned ninety nine, mm-hmm. and wow. two summers ago, pre COVID, I was like, I really want to get to know my grandmother as a person mm-hmm. before she passes. And I was like, I really like want to know her as like a woman, not mm-hmm. as like my grandma, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna spend a day with her and just. Ask her about her life, like ask her about yeah. her family, ask her about her like dating life, mm-hmm. things that you don't ask your grandma about. Right. right. So at one point it was such a great day. She like told me all about like who she was as a person. It was so great. And she was like, um, and we drove, we we're driving the whole time. And she was like, I got one more stop for us. So we pulled up to a cemetery and I was like, I, I known that she had asked for her birthday um, for my mom and her her siblings to buy my grandmother's cemetery plot and headstone, <laughs> um, which is very fucking morbid. And cause my grandmother wanted to see it before she died, which yeah. so many levels That's to that so is so strange. Yeah. So I think we're going to see this headstone. I think mm-hmm. she wants to show me her plot. Yeah. Um, so we hobble, I, she grabs my arm and, and we hobble through this cemetery, very uneven ground. And we, st- and I think we're about to have a really special moment. Mm-hmm. And we stop in front of this grave that says Louis something. And I said, um, my grandma's like, we're here. And I said, who is this? Whose grave is this? And she said, this is a hot Italian guy that I used to date. I used to go down to the motel and we used to get frisky. And I just come and see his grave sometimes. And I was like, holy shit. This is not what I was expecting, but I am so glad this happened exactly this way. So Louis... The My grandmother will frisky. not let it go. Talk about stage that five cleaner. Is amazing. That, is that just gave me chills. Yeah. That is like that's so funny. That's he, like that's he must amazing. have rocked her world. Oh, hot Italian. She said hot Italian. Hot Italian guy. Well, that's probably back when like being with an Italian boy was bad. Yeah. And my grandmother was divorced, which is a big no-no in her time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she would go down. She said she would have someone watch the kids and she would go down to the motel with Louie. Wait, Louie, Louie is like not it wasn't like a 
guy in high school. Guy. This is just, just like Italian. after. Wow. Oh yeah, she was with children at this point. Wow. Yeah. She was a, she was a total Samantha. Yeah, I know. And then she was a little Charlotte, and she yeah. you know saw the cemetery as Look a breeding ground. Hmm. Have have a little taste of my meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you my took God. that one to the next level. You really did. <laughs> that is Marilyn doesn't listen to podcasts, but she would laugh. Okay, good. That's like, good yeah. Man, I love Marilyn. Yeah, Marilyn's awesome. Ooh. That's great. Fantastic uh, story. Um, yeah. So the the, the episode, the, the main kind of things that happen. Charlotte obviously meets a guy at a, uh, a <clears throat> funeral, um, and. Uh, realizes at the end that he's running the racket he's he's using grief as the ultimate aphrodisiac um miranda faces death when she buys an apartment mm-hmm. uh and uh he, the neighbor which we have we need to talk about that neighbor yeah big time like very awkward so it lacks social cues to yeah. totally welcome to, welcome to your new apartment the old land person died in the cat aids face yeah Anyway, I don't blame don't blame Miranda for that one. But she faces her own death um, when she buys an apartment and thinks she's going to die alone, has a panic attack. And then lastly, um, oh, Carrie, your, time, your time's up. You're going to die. Oh, no. If you hear that beeping. All right. Um, Carrie resuscitates the relationship with Big. Um, so yeah. Where do we want to start? Um, also, we should mention the funeral in question because we've talked about we talked about it before. The funeral in question is a big fashion yes. person's yes. funeral. Mm-hmm. And Carrie... Ripping like, darts well, Car- during the funeral. Yeah. Smoking cigs. Yeah. And Carrie, mm. Carrie's like, Carrie's like, you don't want to wear that designer's clothes to the funeral. And then it turns out that everyone is wearing them as a mm. sign of respect and Carrie doesn't do that, which that would be interesting to go to a famous person's funeral. Have not been to a lot of funerals, but have y'all ever been to a funeral of someone who's like known? I was at Tom Petty's and it was awkward because I wasn't invited. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I showed up. I said, I, they told they wouldn't let me in. And I said, I won't back down. Um, no, I mean, I I do. I don't, I've only been to family funerals. I mean, I guess that's I a weird think, question. I don't I mean, think any what, one of us have been to like, like famous what, funerals. Like, do you, do you, um, like Carrie's like, you need to wear black, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? Like, is that a thing? It's. I haven't been to a lot of funerals. I, I did go to a funeral one time. Um, it was it was a friend's parent, and I still kind of feel bad about this. But like, I had gotten. I only I've only owned two suits in my life. I don't have a lot of reason to wear suits. Never mm-hmm. have to dress with a good work. Yeah, and you wear a full on like Mark Twain suit to a funeral. <laughs> I did, and a full wig and a mustache. No, I did wear like I did wear like a, a like a blue suit to the funeral, mm. and it was not a dark blue suit. And my and the the uh, the fuck the, is wrong with you? The person so who uh, the person whose relative had passed away. When I showed up, I was like, hey, and I gave him a hug. He goes, wow, you look great, man. Oh, and oh no. my God. Was he, was he joking? Or? Uh, he was, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a like F you, but I think it was definitely kind of a like. You stand out. It was like, you look sharp. And I, and it wasn't, it was, it was just like Kevin and I had this conversation this weekend about how you trip through things in your life. And it's like, is that because you're funny or the funny things happen to you. And that was like one of the moments now that I look back that I'm like, Hey man, from now on funerals, black suit. Yeah. Like just do black that. Suit. Black suit. But you don't want a black, you don't want a black suit, do you? I want a dark charcoal suit. He's, uh, yeah. Which qualifies. Qualifies or, or as a black suit. Or hit up a Zara. Okay, People good. don't die that often. Well, you know? that's a good point. Hit up a Zara. And a you know point. what? You know what? Look Pro tip, just... return it. <laughs> hey, you know? You don't get the pants altered. Just return it. They Nobody even... really cares. Um, I have a question for you guys. Where? That's Nordstrom's The Rack. Oh, Wow. 
Are they a podcast sponsor yet? <laughs> oh they should gosh. be. This has been brought to you by Nordstrom. Me at Nordstrom's the, the Rack. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I saw a woman feel you up at Nordstrom the Rack. <laughs> um, and we do call it Nordstrom the Rack. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. How long after a significant other dies do you think you can start dating? Ooh. Wait. Wait. How long? Wait. You're married. Yeah. You're oh. married for 10 years. Yes. Uh, they die. How soon after? I don't have an opinion on the amount of time, but I do have a an opinion on when that's happened with famous people. Fans are just like, what the fuck? We thought you had true love and now you're dating someone right. new. Right. They don't want that, you to be happy again. That happened with um, Patton Oswalt's wife yeah. died tragically. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he, he met someone new like pretty quickly and people flipped out. Yeah. And I just, I was like, uh, yeah, it seemed soon to me, but I didn't, I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. think I had an opinion on this, but I know that like I, I was at um, the, one of the first, uh, I went to a thing with my grandfather. He like fought in world war two on Iwo Jima. And I went to, where was his name? Louis? His name was Louis. He was this oh famous my Italian. Gosh. My grandma the- fucked your grandma. <laughs> yes! We're related. Too bad we kissed at that funeral. What? <laughs> 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 so, uh, but he was, I was there with like all old people and they were talking about like who was in their like regiment who wasn't there anymore. And it was like, it was very, they, at that age, like they would read the newspaper and be like, oh, this person died. So sad. Like you go to funerals all the time. Yeah. And there were there was a few people I remember I was like 18 I think and I was so fascinated by this one couple that like remarried like 5 years before and I was so fascinated with like I was like what like but you were with this person for 40 years and they're like that person w- wanted me right to be, to happy. be with yeah. and it's like and yeah. so I think there's a level of maturity to that that's like of course you want that person to be in love totally. it's just hard when you're younger not accustomed to being around death and thinking about the fact that we are all going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Katie and I talk about it and she's always like, having said that six months, (laughs) she's always like, if I, this is her speech. She's like, if I die, I want you to find someone else. And I say the same thing to her. If I die, John, then I want her to find someone else. But then from my my perspective, I'm like, I'll never date. I'll never be with anyone. I love you so much. There has to be part of you. That's like, Knowing like she's up in heaven, she doesn't even smoke on earth, but in heaven she's smoking a cigarette. Be like, yeah, fucking right. That person's not good enough. No, <laughs> totally. Yeah. No. Oh no. No way. I was way better. I had. I mean, like, I both of my parents have been like they've through my life been like, well, if the other one dies, like, sorry, like they're like I'm done. Like I'm not gonna. They they have both just been like, yeah, I you know had it had my kids like whatever. I don't really want anyone else. But I have known people who were around our age that unfortunately went through that and had a spouse die. And I think when you have kids involved, like the, you said, there's the Pat Oswalt thing, and there's like judgment. But it's like if you're a young widower with a child, like right. there is a thing where you're like you kind of want someone around to raise a kid, mm-hmm. not only like for help, but also because you want that person to grow up with another figure. And like, obviously you can never replace the person who was your spouse and their parent. But I I mean, I can't imagine that level of grief and processing when you're trying to like raise a child Mm -hmm. as a younger person. But I, I mean, I think six months seems fast, but I also think that could happen. I also think a year. The hardest thing I think to think about is like, once you have kids that are adults, this happens with divorce too, but I feel like once there are kids around that are adults, like 
folding them into your life too. Yeah. But oftentimes those kids want that person to remarry because they're like, 100%. you know, our dad's single. Like we want him to be happy. We yes. want him to find someone else. Yeah. I, I, I think like just the meditation on death in general, it's like you don't do that until you're older and then it's around and it's like, it is sad. And it's also sad plus a part of life. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's like anything like people die, people get remarried and all that stuff. And it's not as tragic as it is like a difficult part of life to navigate. Right. And then you see people do it. Shanae, what's the number? Um, I told Craig two years. Um, and if, any, if it's a day sooner, I'll haunt your ass. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a question. If it's two years or later, will you still haunt him? I feel like you've got to, right? I'm going to check in time to time. Yeah, and I'll be doing to. my own things. Yeah. yeah, I'll get a, another person up in heaven. You'll get a, you know? you'll get a, you'll get a or dead, wherever a I'm dead going. <laughs> yeah, a ghost eternal boo. purgatory. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, two years, two years. Two I want years. you to, but I want you to be miserable for two years. Uh. Um, and then you can start the dating process. But like, I want you to be really miserable for two years. Okay, quick morbid experiment. We can each take fifteen seconds. Okay, what would it be like? Like, what would your process if you had to do that? Like, I'll start because it's a weird question, but. I feel like I would probably be really wrecked and then just be like, okay, I would, I would convince myself. I'd be like, never again. I'm just going to be like a weird single solitary, mm. not that weird people, not that single people are weird, but I'd be like weird single solitary. I'm going to move to an Island. Like I'm going to completely change everything and be stoic. And then I probably would like find somebody a couple of years later. Yeah. That's what I imagine it would happen. Um, I would move to what I imagine is Taos. Um, start wearing really big jewelry, flowy clothing. Um, a lot of turquoise. I would, I would go full art teacher, nice. like Southwest art teacher bangles. vibes. And then like meet a life partner, never get married, but like a life partner. And mm -hmm. we like have a ceramic studio together and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like we don't live on the same property, but nice. we are together. Yeah. For That's, years. Maybe we're going to end up together. Yeah, probably. Best, always the best answers. You really do. I I would just be horseshit. Like I, I can't imagine... I, I'm already like the most awkward dater that I know. And I can't imagine like getting back into that world. It would just be so painful. Like mm. the first date would be, I'd probably go on a date and just fumble and then just be like, I don't want to do this. Mm. I did. I'm gonna I play World of Warcraft instead. <laughs> <laughs> just lean in. Yeah, I do think it'd be fun to have like that second shot at like having like 80, you're 85 and you meet like another 85 year old and you're just like, having like old people like yeah. new nasty weird old people sex where it's just like <laughs> no one cares because it's like i worked at a nursing home for a while there's like big std breakouts in nursing homes because they fucking and Dude, you look like a guy that's down for old people sex yeah yeah <laughs> and there's there's people in the alzheimer's wing i never knew that about you until right now well, i'm just looking at you and you were like, you've got it written all over your face. I just, I just, I like Geriatric the idea of fucking. I like knowing, like, I like knowing my parents are having sex. I like, like knowing old people. Your lips are... kind of curl up when you're talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> mustache just on the corners. It upturns. Love yeah, yeah. And I'm, and, and so listen, I already, I already have you guys, someone had their gravestone picked out. I have my nursing home picked out Ooh. and I'm, he's scoping it for hotties and I'm looking for, I'm looking for a wife who's going to die early so I can get back in that game. Dude, what's your game going to be? What's your, what's your like nursing home dating thing going to be? It's definitely someone with dentures. Be like, take them out. Let's oh, start there. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. I just think, I do think watching like old people romance is beautiful that it's like when there's someone with a second shot, that's like, 
I just wanted someone to travel with. And I think that that actually, Mm -hmm. you can probably learn something from that for what you're looking for now to be like, Corey's mentioned this, like what someone to churn butter with, or what is it? Oh, you always say churn butter. I read this book by a guy named Robert Johnson. It's called Stir Oatmeal. It's it's Stir the Oatmeal. It's called We. It's a fantastic relationship book. Hmm. It's about the psychology of modern Western romantic love and where it came from and fairy tale culture and how that's like permeated Hmm. itself into Western culture. The guy, the guy studied with uh, Carl Jung's wife who like took over Carl Jung's practice afterward. But anyway. His thing is he basically is like, instead of looking for someone to fulfill all your romantic fantasies, you need to look for someone to, what he says, stir the oatmeal, which is like the daily tasks of life. Mm -hmm. Mm. Where you're just like, share a house together, raise kids, like do taxes, but also enjoy life together. Have sex with the nursing home. Have sex with the nursing home. In my head, I'm literally like, just, just like... People don't just microwave oatmeal. I mean, I'm I'm like I know that that's not the point, but I'm stuck on that. No, I like it. But I really do feel like actually like that second like second marriage love, Kevin. I like that you were saying like we should actually look at that because I think that's so right. It's like what when you strip everything away, what actually matters is like being friends with a person and like cultivating a really good friendship with someone. And it's you know the looks fade, the like. I mean, according to you, the sexuality doesn't fade. Um, you sicko. Better than <laughs> no, ever. No dentures. Doesn't fade. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, all that strips away and you're like, oh, I just actually just like, I want someone to spend my time with. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, one companionship. Show me your ass. I one time <laughs> touch, in the- in Touch the, my balls oh. now. Well, hold on. I one time drank denture water. Would not recommend. <laughs> How did you drink denture um, water? Again, That's Marilyn's disgusting. getting another spotlight on the pod. This is really her podcast now. Oh, but she has put her teeth in the water and set it by the sink every night. Or I'm sure it's like some other denture yeah, solution. Yeah, yeah. And I got up in the night and thought it was just a glass of water. Oh, and I drank oh her denture gosh. water. What's kind of crazy is that uh, we all know this because we, me and Kevin and John just spent a weekend in Atlantic City together. But... I have this like crazy mouth guard because I grind mm. my teeth really hard at night. And Dude, I it shocked me when you first started in the talking. morning. Corey's like, "Hi, hi guys, I'm excited to gamble today." It was It's the most intense mouth guard ever. You guys want to play clap or blackjack? I'm like, what? Who? Who? who what are you? Hold on, I'm sorry. It's also like, tell me you have anxiety without telling me you have anxiety. It's exactly Your bathroom says it all. But if you go into my bathroom every day, there is a there's a, a glass of blue water with my mouth guard, and it's just it's what my dentures will look like in a few years. You're just preparing whoever your future spouse will be. Uh, yeah, thousand percent. Oh my gosh, your your dentist. I have so many old man things. Like, about what, me. what happened? Your that... dentist like you just destroyed your molars because you didn't communicate about what you were feeling for the past <laughs> exactly. ten years. Exactly. <laughs> so that, brings up, that brings up a, a, a good segue yeah. into when we last recorded this. Both you, Kevin and Corey, had roommates, and now you guys are single. And yeah. have you ever? Or not single, but living by yourselves. Yeah. Have you faced a similar uh, mental quandary as uh, Miranda, Miranda with yes. uh, wow. down alone? Choking. I, Chinese. I um, Corey has the the one of the funniest things that I already I've talked ever... about his dentures <laughs> <laughs> and his stupid mouth guard. Corey said in a moment of not trying to be funny. I think you were kind of funny about it afterwards, but you were said was one of the most naturally funny things that I've ever heard. Which when you were decorating your place. Wait, when we were what? at peak pandemic, and I mean, think about a funeral. That's what you remember your quote? No, you tell me. Corey was like, we were all on Zoom, like not communicating with each other. And Corey's like, I'm getting like housework done. He's like, sometimes I'm in my apartment alone decorating. And it's just like, 
am I just oh. decorating and cleaning up my own tomb? Yeah, yeah. I and said, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I feel like I'm building a tomb for myself. <laughs> it was like, it was like the most, because I, I, that could be dude, in that show. Maryland can be I, I hired, I hired for a brief time. I hired a friend of a friend, our friend, uh, Melina Kempf. I hired, she is, she does like styling for people and she has a friend that's a decorator. I hired them over zoom, went through my apartment tried to decorate in the pandemic and i was like i am an adult i have a job and there are so many times that i would sit there alone at night watching a movie with a glass of wine being like i am making a very beautiful for my taste place to die in by myself <laughs> and no. that's all it is but well then, it well it tomb we well got to say but the other the other time is that about a year ago pre-pandemic um, I got food poisoning one night and I always, when I was a kid, I, I had stomach surgery when I was a little kid and I was told, I stand by this. I was told that I had my appendix cut out. So I lived my entire life being like, oh, I don't have an appendix. And then like a year and a half ago, my mom was like, you have an appendix. I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, you didn't get your appendix taken out. You had this other <laughs> intestinal surgery. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, yeah, they didn't. I was like, you have you, gone, me. have you gone back or do you still just tell people you don't have appendix? No. Cause then I like told a doctor one time I was like, I, I told a doctor who I like went to, I was like, by the way, I told you at this point, I don't have an appendix. Apparently I do. And he was like, okay, we'll put that on your chart. <laughs> This is America. We don't give a shit. We should change your hinge profile. It's not the most interesting thing about you exactly. anymore. Exactly. It'd be yeah. like two truths and a lie. This, this story is the opposite of you wearing a light blue suit to a funeral. This is actually just funny shit that happens. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. But so because of that, I got um I, I got food poisoning one night and it was horrible. Yeah. And and it was and I was lying I was lying on the floor in my bathroom and I could feel it working its way through Ugh. my body and and it was really the point where I aside from building my own tomb I was like I live by myself my neighbors are gone I think it was it was before covid but like the building was like pretty empty and I was like what if I'm going to die and I texted our friend who she is she has a doctorate of nursing and I texted her and her husband and I was like here's the thing I didn't think I had an appendix but I do. Am I having appendicitis? And did my appendix explode? And she went through, he like woke his wife up wow. and she went through the symptoms and she was like, what are you feeling? What's happening? And then she was like, okay, you're feeling this one thing. That means it's food poisoning. But she was like, honestly, if you didn't answer this question, I would tell you, get up and go to the emergency room oh right my now. Gosh. So that was like the one time that recently I thought that was going to happen. I mean, that, that is interesting you say that because that is like a reality of life and relationship that like in the beginning, you're just like, I want someone who's like more fun and, and is a little prettier or something. And then it's like, you go a little more through life and you're like, I, I want someone that like, if I'm, if I'm sick and going to die, will help me. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like totally. things that are like a little more important than like, I don't know, her toe is weird. <laughs> like exactly. all the George Costanza things that are just like, mm -hmm. she talks too close to me. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I, I don't think I'll be able to do roommates again, but living by myself, I was like, oh, if I live with someone again, I want it to be someone who I like love and am intimate with, mm. you know? Mm. So whether yeah. that is like a partner or just a roommate that I'm like, rents 1100 bucks a month and sometimes we have to have sex. All right, if you're not into it. <laughs> as long as you take out your dentures. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm actually looking for something different. I'm like, that's fine, that's fine. Um, but it, it has like made me you know, like it's, it's nice to be alone and it's nice to be single and like be able to do whatever you want with your time. And then 
and then also you're like, oh, wait, it's nice and peaceful. And then you're like, uh, I, I think it's a good thing. If you can live alone, I think it's a good thing to do yeah. to experience it for a time. And then and it will kind of show you like what you want out of different things. But and also it, you it is totally normal to wonder how long before someone would find you mm-hmm. if you died. I would and always that, think about that. that of like, I've of never like, thought about that. I've thought about it so many times. I, when I first moved in by myself, I was like, how many <coughs> days on average do you think people would text you? Because people text you and then you don't text them back, but that's like kind of normal. Yeah. So it's like at what period? And I landed on about two weeks. No Yes. Way. There's yes. no way. If, yes. you didn't no live, way. if you didn't live with, there's no well, way. Well, if I didn't live with my boyfriend. Okay, if, if Craig was <laughs> Craig, living like, with me and he didn't notice I was dead for two weeks, we would have a larger issue that we should talk about. taking a lot of naps. Uh, she shit herself yeah. two weeks ago and she's just laying in it. No, um, no, literally, I think it's two weeks. What? There, you're Why so do you off. Think... There's no way it's more than two days. What? There's I no way. Who do you to talk for to? Two weeks. But I feel like well, I do talk to. I'm making myself sound really. Sad. I know. I mean, I, Instagram alone, people. I, mean, I, I leave for six hours, and people are like, "Are exactly, you okay?" Exactly. That, <laughs> would be, that would be a thing that say people off. They'd be like, "She's not posting." Yeah. I, I I'll mm. say this. This I is, know two week people. And you're not a two-week <laughs> I could actually name a few two-week yeah. people. But that uh, happened in my neighborhood. A guy, they didn't find him for three days in my old neighborhood. Yeah. Okay, three days is like, I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> Honestly, I'll, like, I'm like, oh, pretty good. Three days, you, you got some people in your life. I mean, you start to stink at three days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that's what's going to find him. Yeah. Uh, I, this is a very morbid conversation. Yeah. It morbid is, but it's an episode. It's a funeral These are what New Yorkers are thinking. Something else that I've always <sighs> thought about as a New Yorker is like, Every building and apartment any of us have ever lived in have probably had multiple people, multiple people die in. A hundred percent. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to live in there. People have died. Like maybe someone's died in there. It's like, oh, every, every place in New York. Living in, uh, yeah. Living in New York and thinking about that should clear up whether ghosts exist. It happened. (laughs) Yeah. It it happens all the time. I mean, it happened when I think about it, like I can count. I mean, it's happened in every building we've lived in. I know for a fact Two buildings that I've lived in recently, it's happened in. Did they as die in the there. apartment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my old building. I I I lived. There was a, a a very old landlord that I was very close to, um, and I went away for vacation, and it happened then. And then um, in my current building, there was a very old woman that lived upstairs. Okay, I have happened. a question for you guys. Would you care? Would you Would you care more? If someone was murdered in that apartment. Yes. yes. A thousand okay. percent. I just was checking. I was just checking if everyone's okay in the building. I mean, yeah. I kind of would be like really excited about a ghost. Our apartment's definitely haunted. Yeah. We, our apartment's, I feel like. See, I, I feel like, I feel like ghost. ghost energy comes out when there aren't people around. Like, I love living in New York because there you can sense, same reason why you hate it sometimes, but it's like you sense people like i live on a very quiet block right but it's like you can feel that there are people around whenever yeah. i'm like uh, you know and I, it's actually probably way more dangerous to live in a city than it is like by yourself out in the woods mm-hmm. but being out in the woods is way scarier oh, nothing, there's way nothing more nothing is scarier than a suburb yeah. i worked at a yeah. summer camp one time <laughs> i worked at a host i worked at a summer camp one time and everyone went away like it was like after the summer camp thing and they were like we need someone to like take care of it and i Took care of like a two hundred acre camp for a what? weekend by myself one time. Terrifying. Was it the scary? Was it so scary? It was scary. I had to like basically put up blocks in my head to be like, "This is okay." It right, was me right, right. and Jesse the dog. That we. Oh it was my just gosh. us. Yeah, it was just us. It was weird. Um, I, I want to do. Uh, I want to do some 
go through these poll questions. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they're pretty fascinating. Shouts out to uh, Peyton, mm -hmm. who uh, helps us with our Instagram. Amazing. Um, so, uh, and then you guys can guess, and then I'll tell you what the polls are. Okay. okay. This is what we have first. In your opinion, did Samantha do anything wrong in this situation? Yes, kissed a married man. No, he kissed her. I totally forgot to summarize that, by the way. In, in the, Go ahead and summarize. Yeah. So, yeah. so Samantha hooks up with a married guy and, they, and gets basically blackballed from all. Because his wife walks in. His, his, yeah, wife, his wife walks, walks in, in yeah. blackballs her from all the New York social scene. So yeah. kills her social life. Yeah. Did she do um, something wrong is the question? No. Yes, she kissed a married man. No, he kissed her. No, he kissed her. And he's the one that bears a responsibility. He's the married one. Mm. I agree with Sinead. He, he, he kissed her. She didn't do anything wrong. If someone's leaning in, question for y'all, if, if you're with a married person and they lean in to kiss you and you see it happening, what do you do? You don't, like, same, welcome to being a woman. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I can, I imagine. You just, like, you quickly, like, bop the pelvis forward and, and you, you <laughs> pelvis forward, head back, and you're out of there. Yeah. Like, but, you're, like you're on a lazy boy recliner. Exactly. You're down. <laughs> and you, you're down. You pull the and handle. you know you got to do that core strength, but you're down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going into a Russian twist right now. <laughs> oh, man. We have 28% uh, said yes, kissed married man. That's uh, uh, over 300 people. And then 72% uh, no, he kissed her. So oh, yeah. most people agree. All right. Poll, dinner with an ex, yes or no? <sighs> That we've all done it. I'm gonna say yes, as long as you're not with someone. I think yeah, if, if you're, you're single, if you're if both you're single, single, I think if you're both single, yes, yeah. I think but you're consenting adults. I know this is not a poll, this is a qualification, but you have to know that you are opening a door. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can't yeah. be mad when you open the door. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. That's what we have. We have yes, forty percent, no, sixty percent. But it's like with that caveat, I think it goes to yes because it's like. People are saying like, no, you don't do it because you know you're not yeah. just having dinner. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. You you know, like no one is like, no one answers like, how are you? And it's not they don't give a shit how you actually are. No, yeah, you want to know what they know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I will bring up I know for a fact you've had dinner with your ex before and you were not opening the door. Yes. We had a very clear de delineation. And even when we broke up, I had in mind and like, listen, there was one time we were at a party. We were both drinking. It was like towards the end of the night and like an Uber showed up and she was like, I'm going to get in the car. And I was like, I'm not. And in my head, I'm like, uh, do I want to have sex right now? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like with the driver, with the drive, with Raul. <laughs> with Raul. <laughs> um, but, but it, it, it's, it's like. The caveat, the traditional wisdom is like mm -hmm. no and yes and all these things. And then there's those, there are people that are like, you know, it's, it's a, a little delineation from the norm that took some construction to mm -hmm. create like a friendship again yeah, yeah. that was not. Um, and that's like one of the reasons why I like online dating, like sometimes you meet people where it's like not a match, but like what a, I would have never met you otherwise, you yeah, know? Right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I do agree with you. It's, it's, it's no, but, and there was it's an opening. It's mm -hmm. an opening. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's so do a few more getting, polls. And getting then we'll... back with an ex. Yes or no. Getting back with an ex. Yes or no. Just getting back together with an ex. Yes or no. <sighs> I would say that it, it, of course it needs a, a caveat, but mm -hmm. we can add the caveat after the yes or no. I say. Oh man, that's tough. No. I say no. I say no. Yeah. Has it ever worked? 
What like very rarely? Very, yeah, and I, it, it it would have it would be a massive amount of work. Mm-hmm. It would have to be like the most two like mature people who have mm-hmm. actually done work on themselves, mm. or it was like I had to move to like Pensacola for a job and mm-hmm. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. if if you had issues, like it's 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 ninety nine percent of the time who that person is. Mm. You know, yeah. and you mm-hmm. don't even like who they were. You probably don't like who they yeah, are. People don't change. No, they really don't. Not yeah. as much as you'd like. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. And also, you're also buying into the lie that you couldn't find anyone else. And I think that mm. is actually like not mm. really believing in yourself or your trajectory. It's like, I have to revisit what's behind me because I don't believe in what's in front of me. Wow. That is like. Did you, did put you that make on that a, up just now? Put that I on did. But I feel like actually like I got goosebumps for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is beautiful, though, because it is like. I, I think everyone has rose colored glasses, of course, like two weeks after you like break yep. up or something, you're just like, oh my gosh, but this, this, and you replay all, I mean, that 500 days of summer thing where you're, mm-hmm. they're thinking back. I love when thinking about the Ikea thing and replaying it, but it's like, we do that in so many ways. Like, of course, if you were with a person for a year or something, of course, you're going to have mm-hmm. 10, 20, Tons 50, 100 yeah, good memories. We know that was your favorite Bon Me spot. We get it. But right. what I tell people always is when you break up, what you should do, and this is just a little piece of life advice for mm-hmm. anyone listening. Just burn the person's house down. Yes. After you do that, make sure you you write down. If I'm not a journal or I don't believe in that shit, but, mm-hmm. but get a piece of paper or whatever you have and write down all the things that were really big issues in your relationship, yeah. write down the reality. You don't have to bash them. You can write down the good shit, but likelihood you'll remember that stuff. Right. But write down all the bad stuff, mm. the, the really the, the things that made you want to get out of the relationship. Yeah. Because that's going to be the truth that you can revisit when you mm. are flirting with loneliness, mm. when you're flirting mm. with all those great things that you remember. You can go back to that list and be like, hmm, yeah, I'm not sure that these things, these like huge things are things that they could have changed yeah. at this time. Mm. That's a really great advice. That's yeah, really and, great and advice. you actually can, it, 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 it's like how you would ask a friend like for some perspective, but it's actually yourself yeah. because you're really the only person that can give you that yeah. perspective. You have select, like the, the, there's a scale. The more lonely you are, the more selective your memory totally. will become. Wow. Totally. So it's yeah. good to have like, yeah. Frame another T. Yeah. Another T. Right above your, your bracers, do you bracer water in your bathroom or your, what, what do you have? Retainer? every night take your mouth guard out and read that exactly <laughs> totally all right one more real quick then we're done okay this is the quote they're in they are threatened buying a place alone means you don't need a man everyone mm-hmm. needs a man that's why i rent if you own and he rents the power structure is all off that's uh, what charlotte said in the episode yes. right yeah charlotte said that because she she was going to keep renting yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh just lots of there's lots of people that said yes well, there's that storyline doesn't age well. Women don't settle for insecure men anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Wish that was true. Yeah. 77% <laughs> say yes. 23% say no. A lot of people say the storyline's antiquated, but I think it's, st- I, I think especially like you're living in a dream world if that's not still a conversation. I mean, especially worldwide, like I, maybe in like in New York where, right. you know, or, or different cities and stuff. Yeah, but. Especially there's like real estate lawyers that were doing transactions when sex in the city were around are still the same people doing them now. Yeah. <laughs> the same shitty questions. Yeah, that's true. And, and I also think the thing you said earlier about where you were like, Miranda is like the, you were like, she's like an aspirational archetype. I think that, is true and i also think that 
we have grown in a place in like the national or societal conversation or whatever where people can like say that. I still think the practice of how we live doesn't always match right. up to like, like people can say like, like, yeah, we don't settle for men like that anymore. And it's like, but look at the practice look of your life. Look at my DMs. And look at, and for men, <laughs> and men and women. Right. It's not just on women, it's men no, and it's, women. It's, it's like men, it, check your own behavior. At our core, like we want to believe the best in people. And yes. that is a good quality. Unfortunately, that good quality gets spread very liberally over people in general. Mm -hmm. I will say so I used to live in a studio apartment in the building that I live in now. I'm not giving my address out. You creeps. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I can, I need a bigger apartment. I needed one bedroom. So I remember emailing my landlord and I said, I am looking for a one bedroom. I would love to move in the building because that would be insanely convenient. And I loved the, the apartment. I love the neighborhood. And she said, well, we only have two bedrooms. And, and I was like, well, it, it almost, I almost didn't even ask the the next question because of that mindset of like i can't i shouldn't what does that look like mm -hmm. and i was just like well what does it cost mm -hmm. turns out the two bedroom was in my budget and so i was like i'll take it but i remember the the funny thing was is i never had shared the elevator with anyone else in my building yeah so i really hadn't gotten to know any of my neighbors because i lived on the first floor and i just mm -hmm. came right in my apartment mm -hmm. and so it was funny when i was moving in um from the first floor people would be like <laughs> Um, when did you guys move in? Yeah. Uh, and it was it was always this we, mm, not me. Yeah. It was always you guys and not you. Mm -hmm. And it was always assumed that I had a partner that was moving in with right. me. And mm -hmm. I was actually moving into a two-bedroom apartment by myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, my partner lives with me now and we shared an apartment and 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 now that is much easier for everyone to digest in my building. Mm -hmm. But it was this weird explanation that I had to write about actually of like being a single woman and making those kind of decisions for yourself. And I'll, I'll say it right here. Like, I think that financial dynamics are a real thing in relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I remember meeting with a financial advisor and, and she said, one of the hardest things to overcome is when a woman makes more than a man. Mm -hmm. And, but that's not to say that we should make less, right? You know, it's like that, that we have to push a little harder whenever that's the case. And so for me, I can say that, you know, as a person who, did a Miranda. I didn't mm -hmm. buy a place, but I rented a two bedroom apartment in New York City. You know, if anything, I think it made people take me more seriously mm -hmm. when I was dating and actually saw that like I had my life set up and that should be an attractive thing for yeah, someone. Totally, yeah. And if you are looking for someone to to build a life with, they should want to aspire to to live you know, up to what your your standards yeah, are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't have to lower yourself for theirs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not to end this on like some serious note, but but truly, like if that is something that makes someone feel so insecure that they can't date you, like they're not someone that you should be with either yeah. way. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I agree more. Yeah. yeah. No. Well put. Very well put. It's interesting that no one on the elevator said, "Do you feel like you're building a tomb for you to die in?" <laughs> <laughs> That's your special spin. <laughs> they're like Corey feels like that. Shanae, where where can everyone find you? You can follow me at Shanae Alexander on Instagram. That's C H I N A E Alexander, the normal way. And uh, don't find me on TikTok. Give me like six months, um, and <laughs> then you can find me. Um, my podcast is Press M Podcast. Start out with the Bradshaw Boys episode. Uh, it love was that. so fun having you so back. Fun. You are just the best. Thank you we, so much. We love you so much and big, big fan of yours and everything that you do. Same. 
Thank you for joining us. Uh, listeners, please check us out on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Give our uh, pod also, uh, subscribe, a we, like, write as a write as a review, so Kevin doesn't have to do it anymore. We're gonna re- we're gonna uh, put up a special video and episode um, on the Patreon that you can oh, go yeah. that you can go watch. That is us spending one hundred dollars at the Sex in the City slot machines. They wow. have Sex in the City themed slot machines, mm-hmm. so you can yep. go see how that goes for us. We spent a hundred dollars. And uh, we won't say what happened, but we have the full 12 minute video of what happened with our hundred dollars at the Sex in the City slot machines. It'll be on the Patreon. So if you want to see that and hear the episode, the, hear the whole behind the scenes of our Atlantic City trip. Yep, mm-hmm. that's going to go up, and that oh. will be a precursor to the the Sex and the City limo video that will come out at some point. That's yes. right. That we're gonna Absolutely. Shoot. So that'll that'll be on the Patreon. So go sign up. Later, right. taters. Later, taters. Bye. taters. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com, on social media at The Bradshaw Boys, and if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. <laughs>